Welcome to the Battle Ready Podcast. My name is Aaron McManus, and I'm here with my dad, Erwin McManus. That's a pretty uh, heavy week that we're diving into. It is a really heavy week. Uh, it's been a hard week for us. Yeah. We're dealing with a lot of things. Um, January 6th is going to go down in history. It is going to go down in history. But it was already a part of history for me on January 6th. Yeah. Um, I celebrated my 37-year wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary. Kim and I were married years. on That's January 6th. And huge. She looked at me after the violence in Washington and said, this is going to mark our anniversary for the rest of our life. So we were not too excited about that. Yeah. And we've had a pretty tough week personally. Yeah, it's been a tough week. And we thought we were going to be talking about some other issues and yeah. just corner, you know, diving into some really important conversations that were more personal. And yet we have made a commitment here to always elevate the conversation. And there's just no way we could be self-indulgent and talk about things that affect us on a personal level and not talk about those things that are affecting us as a nation. Right. So we're going we're gonna to try to tackle some of the thoughts on what's happened in Washington, D.C., yeah. in a transition of power. Yeah, and if you're, if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out Handling Disappointment, which is one of our episodes, mm-hmm. or the episode End of Democracy, I think those are two episodes that go hand in hand with this mm-hmm. episode. Um, we were talking about calling this Handling Disappointment Part 2, mm-hmm. um, but I really think it's its own thing, and I think we have to talk about the fact that um, there was a protest or there was a rally outside the White House. President Trump said some things to the rally. It went to the rally went to become a protest in front of the Capitol building, where on the is it Congress, the floor of Congress, floor the, of the House, the congressional floor, the congressional floor. Uh, then, what? Sorry. Then the protest turned into a riot. Yeah, right. But on the congressional floor, yeah. there was an electoral vote. Yeah. For the presidency. Mm-hmm. Everything was being submitted, and then the protest turned into a riot. The riot turned into rushing the Capitol building, mm-hmm. and a, an, a slew of things happened afterwards. And then our transition of power turned into a moment of, of violence. Right. And we um, we spent 45 minutes before we even turned on the microphones just kind of hammering out a lot of the emotions that we feel and and some of the different perspectives because there, there are a lot of people who are looking at this moment and are incredibly perplexed. But it, it, it feels to me, maybe I'll just start, well, I guess first of all, we should start by saying that we've said this all along, any act of violence, of looting, of anarchy go against everything we believe in, everything we want for our nation, for um, our families, for our future. And that would be true whether it was instigated from what people would call the left or what people would call the right. And it's just heartbreaking that yeah. this is where we are yeah. as a nation. Yeah. Some of the images to me are, are so stark. And uh, and honestly, some of the, some of the ones that really gripped me were there were there were videos of people hiding in the house and one woman just praying out loud. Others who just looked so traumatized and afraid for their lives, they heard gunshots, and yeah, no one should ever have to experience that kind of trauma no. in their life. No, and. 
And it feels like this is a conversation that we've been having here on Battle Ready because we, we've watched our, our, our national conversation move from, from dialogue to debate to disagreement to anger, to protest, to violence, and then to looting and rioting. And the worst thing in the world is when a legitimate position or a legitimate view is co-opted by people on extremes. And it, it seems as if right now our national conversation is being marked by people on the extremes. You know, and I was talking to one of my friends um, who is um, uh, a black American, and and he said, "Hey, I'm I'm obviously for social justice, and I'm obviously for the Declaration of Black Lives Matters. I'm not as clear on the organization, yeah. Black Lives Matters." He goes, "But you have to know that the looting and the rioting is not reflective of who we are, because a lot of times." the looting and the rioting that was happening throughout the year in cities all across America, right. that became the way the right would say, look, that's who the left is. Right. And right. a lot of my friends who have really legitimate concerns and, and cultural political positions, they're not being represented by the people who are destroying the stores on Rodeo Drive. Right. And I want to say that there are a lot of people, millions of them, in the same way who have more politically conservative positions who... Or okay, me. Who, I on yeah. this show talked about who I voted for. Yeah, and who who advocate policies and positions that are more culturally to the right. They are not being represented by the people who rushed the Capitol and, and broke windows and and terrorized the Senate and the House and tried to stop the, the peaceful transition of power. Those people, I'm convinced, do not represent the majority of Americans. And we cannot as a nation allow two extremes to define us and to divide us. We have to find a way to identify those extremes and polarize them so that they do not have power or voice in our society. Right. And you know, there's a lot to kind of un unpack here. I want to address a comment someone left on the podcast sure. about me, but I also want to address, you know, is this anti-American? And what it, does it mean to be an American, mm -hmm. to be a healthy citizen, a contributing voice into mm -hmm. this culture? Where is culture and society at? You have things like Twitter saying they're going to block President Trump's Twitter account. You know, we've had moments where we've blocked people off of our <laughs> at Mosaic account. I've mm -hmm. blocked people all the time. You know, is that a block of freedom of speech? Mm -hmm. And like all of these things. So, you know, where does it get to things get, where does it, where, at what point do we regulate? At what point do we establish what freedom of speech is? Mm -hmm. At what point, you know, I want to talk about it as much of it, as much of, <laughs> as much of it as we can get through, because I think we spent an hour, we started the podcast, <laughs> we got to four and a half minutes in, and then we started pretty much having a, a an ideological debate on what is it to be American or be anti-American, or is this is this President Trump's fault? Yeah, and even unwinding, is, what did he say? What didn't he say? What did the media say? He said, what did he actually say? And some of it was, I was asking um, 
Honestly, because yeah, because uh, this just happened, so yeah. we're also catching up on a lot of yeah. the details it's, and the facts. And so, before we went live, Brooke read to me what the media said President Trump said, and because I wanted to be accurate, I asked innocently, "Is that a direct quote? Is that a direct quote?" And then we found that it was not a direct quote; it was it was an assessment of what he said, which was written up as if it was what he said. Now, and I'm which not I saying, think is maybe one of the greatest examples of our current culture of taking a quote out of context, implying and in, insinuating mm-hmm. intent, and then running it in the media. Or even not even taking a quote, but taking your perception of what their intention was and writing as if that's what they did. Now, believe me, I'm the last person that's ever going to try to defend um, Donald Trump's posture position statements over the past four years, not right. just four days. Right. And, we're but, not really here defending anyone. No, we're no. here having a conversation about it all and how it affects us and what we can do, and and who do we want to become as a society? Yeah. So I want to read this this comment. Yeah. Yeah. Just curious how you guys are justifying your vote for Trump today. Which one? You didn't vote for Trump. I did. <laughs> I don't know who you voted for. You still haven't told me. CC Aaron, you can at Aaron C. McManus on Instagram, saying he voted for Trump after the violent BLM protests in LA. I would love to break down this statement because a few things are interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I find interesting in this. So I wasn't in the Capitol rushing it. <laughs> yeah, or, or any of the 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 people that I know voted for Trump, mm-hmm. which is interesting because we live in a city where like people say they're liberal, but like m- a lot of people are are conservatives, mm-hmm. and so it is like a funny thing. Like I don't necessarily like I'm still registered as a Democrat because I <laughs> voted for 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 the left three out of four elections. Mm-hmm. So like you can say whatever you want, but I'm being honest here. Mm-hmm. I have no intention of ever running for office, or I wouldn't. <laughs> Be as open on this podcast, probably, because politicians, you're not electing politicians for being truthful. And if you lived in the South, saying you voted for Trump would just make you a star. Yes. But you live in LA, so saying that was actually really courageous, too. And I've had lots of great (laughs) conversations with people who are like secret Republicans being like, oh, you are too? And I'm like, yeah. Except you're not a Republican. No, like, like. I made a decision, and I, and a lot of it, and two, we wanted to talk about it. So here, so here, here we go. So just curious how you guys are justifying your vote for Trump today. I wasn't rushing the Capitol. I voted for policies, conservative policies that I aligned with. A lot of them economic policies. A lot of them, and primarily economic policies. CC right. Aaron saying he voted for Trump after the violent BLM protests in LA. So it's interesting because you would connect the BLM protests. To me, not voting for Trump. So, but like that—that that in of itself doesn't connect to me, right? And and this is this is a part of the problem is that we just want to destroy each other if we don't agree with each other's even, uh, you know, on uh, on a basic level. Um, I would have never allowed anyone to paint any of my friends who are Democrats as aligned with the looters and the rioters and the people destroying buildings. Yeah. But it was interesting how a lot of Democrat friends that I know didn't condemn it when they demand that we condemn certain actions. They weren't condemning certain actions. So it it is an unfair, like, expectation. Right. But I think for a lot of them, they would go, you got to know that isn't us. That's not what that's, you know. (laughs) Right. And I go, of course I know it because I know you. And the same way, when someone tries to throw you, now suddenly... 
as, yeah. as, as a part of the group that's rushing the Capitol, I'm going, no, 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 70 plus million people voted Republican, not because they're all racist or because they're, um, they're all going to be rushing the Capitol. Yeah. Uh, I think many of them are angry that their policies have been co-opted by, uh, oh, I want to say... I mean, when I look at photographs, I'm going, this looks like a bunch of redneck hillbillies um, who I don't are white know supremacists them. carrying Confederate flags. I'm going, uh, these people are like are the, are the most ignorant of the ignorant. And I think we're just going to go they, ahead and leave that in there. Yeah, no, because <laughs> they, don't e they don't even listen to podcasts. They don't have Wi-Fi. They have Wi-Fi. They don't use it for they, this. They no. They have like. A <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, but here's here's the problem is that and we and hold on yeah, to our back history. We come from. I come from some back country folk too. <laughs> My mom's mom's mom comes from some back country. But they're so all Democrats. They're all Democrats. Every one of them. <laughs> which is very funny too, because there's some North Carolina, Ash, Asheville living Democrats. And everyone's a Democrat there. Everyone. Not even a question. Yeah. But they're all gun-owning Democrats, which is the funny thing, too. Like, that's where it just gets... And they're... I, it would be like the epicenter of gun-toting racist Democrats, which, which is so hard for me to figure out how all this combines. Combines, So yeah. let's just stop trying to put people into the categories of the extremes and saying, oh, you see, that's who you are. Yes. So you said, do I like Trump less now? And I said, how could you like him less? You didn't like him at all. <laughs> no. And in the podcast, I said that. But that's not what people hear. No, they, they, um, so like if we were to hold our friends who are on the, and, and, and you are more on the left than I am, but if we were to hold, <laughs> if we, if I was to hold everyone on yes. the left, um, to the same standard, Brooke, <laughs> how do you justify voting for the left when you burn down most of our major cities, economic, small business structures? Who I vote for is not who loots. Who loots? Okay, yeah, we're so not copy so, and paste. So for, neither copy side. and paste for that comment. Yes, who I voted for is is not who loots. Biden is not out in these streets. No, and neither was was Vice President Pence or President Trump. I agree. Unless yeah. he was the dude with the gas mask on. <laughs> Trump was street adjacent. Street adjacent. <laughs> and and so was Biden and 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 Kamala Harris and and Nancy Pelosi and everyone. I'm saying what, really what we're getting down to is like who you who you vote for matters. Yes. But you cannot put people in a box because they voted for someone specifically. Right. Right. Is the same thing of connecting every person that 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 is on the left that is connected to the Clintons to Epstein. Mm -hmm. Right. That is the same thing. It is like you're using childish logic and you're you're making wild assumptions and implying massive, massive detrimental implications on people's connection to some like yeah. we can't be those rumor-based mill type of yeah. people. And ironically, after all this happened on the sixth, you said is when you read that to me about how do you feel about feeling for voting for Trump, you said, I feel embarrassed. <laughs> I said I, well, I said I feel embarrassed, but I, and I feel less embarrassed now because this is what I'm saying. What, what I, I went to you and I said, I feel embarrassed. Yeah. And then I had just left Brian and I said, well, my opening line of this podcast would be, can I take the vote back? <laughs> <laughs> but I would still would not have voted for Biden or Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. But not because of who they are as people, but because of policies. No, no. For who they are as people and for policies. I don't, it was a duo. I don't like Trump, but I like the policies. I don't like the people on the left like the, the 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 candidates, and I don't like their policies. It was a double. But why don't you like them as people? I didn't like Obama's policies, but I loved Obama. 
right? Mm-hmm. I don't like them as people because I know people who know them, and 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 the same way people don't like me, there's there's conversations, and I also I don't agree with some of Kamala Harris's track record of throwing people throwing young black men in jail for marijuana and and whether i whether i agree with it or not like i think that's really not okay and i think you know you could say she was doing her job as being a lawyer but like you can say a lot of things for a lot of people you know mm-hmm. you could and so it's like i don't think that's justification for what what her track record of things she supported i think it's an oversight to to praise her being the first um black uh vice president f- female um to, to over to overlook the, her track record in 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 as an attorney, yeah. So you're just saying mostly policies, Most, mostly policy. Yeah. No, no. I'm saying I'm saying that that's her person, like her person and her her past work, right? Right. Yeah. But I, I think we have to distinguish between a person's political policies and like we don't know them as individuals. Uh, no. And so mm-hmm. I I'm always hesitant to say I don't like someone if I don't know them. Right. Well, I get, the, when I say that, I mean, I'm like, I'm not attracted to them as a person. Okay. Right. And yeah, so yeah. like, whereas Obama was like, I was so attracted to that as a person, like everything, you know, family man and like really honest and really open and, and, and some things. And yeah, I know you love Michelle. And I really loved Michelle Obama. But then I list, you know, I don't agree with their policies at all. And as I get older, mm-hmm. less and less. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, but it doesn't change the fact that I really cared for them as my, as like my president. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and still a huge fan. So mm-hmm. like, I don't. I don't demonize anyone f- because of one singular thing, mm-hmm. right? right? Like, and you know what? Like, I hope I still, and this is the other thing too, is like, I'm over it. We like, we lost as like the person I voted for lost. I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. <laughs> like, I'm excited to see the next four to eight years of mm-hmm. like what president, well, I guess president-elect Joe Biden and, and, and VP and Kamala, Kamala Harris. Yeah. Kamala Harris are going to do like yeah. for me that's exciting but i also am excited about the future i'm not the one sitting there being like they're going to destroy our country i'm like mm-hmm. we already live in the highest tax like one of the highest tax states in, a, <laughs> in america like if we really wanted to change all of those factors we would leave right mm-hmm. like i don't know we're getting away from the, the core subject no i mean i think this is also important that because we actually talked about how to uh, live with disappointment and one of the things that we have our culture seems to not be able to do is to know how to graciously lose and humbly win and um, and and also to be for the other person. Like I want President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris to be incredibly successful. Yes. And uh, I wanted Trump and Pence to be successful. I I think we're out of our minds when we want the person in the other party to be unsuccessful in making our country better. Yeah. And and I, I hope against hope that. Um, this new Senate and House and and uh, and executive office will give us four years where our nation develops a better culture. Yes, I want. I think a lot of people on the right, and I'm not the speaker for the right. Mm-hmm. I just listen to my. I'm just listening to my friends. I'm reading. I'm trying to read the news. And like me and Brian met up for an hour before we even walked in here. Like I genuinely care. I want to hear. I want to hear, and I want to understand. You know, like any of my friends are listening to Newsmax and watching Newsmax. I'm like, stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> One of the most interesting moments of of yesterday was me sitting in here. I, I was having a meeting just in here with the lights off and the cameras off, and Brian 
texts me is like, are you watching this? And I'm like, no, send me, send me video, <laughs> send me like, send it to me. And it's the Capitol being rushed. It was around 2 PM yesterday or just mm-hmm. after lunch. And, and then I, I immediately want to go cause it was, it, it was mostly like cons- uh, liberal, like, like, mm-hmm. you know, cause you know, it's Brian. So it was mostly <laughs> liberal news. And then I'm like, but immediately I want to go to the right and see like, what are they saying? Nothing. Crickets. It's, what? Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> like it was on their little like like they were they were there watching like filming it, but there was no tweets, there was no like press release yet. And I was like, oh, Murdoch's <laughs> somewhere calling someone. Like there's like, is it Murdoch? It's Murdoch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Super Murdoch. Like, like there's definitely some conversations being had. There is so much media bias. Mm-hmm. So for, so I want you to walk this. Because you walked this through, like, those 40 minutes that we had where mm-hmm. we are never going to show anyone, I, I wish we could. Like, I want you to walk – I want to walk walk me through why this is not the same as the riots that happened adjacent to BLM. I don't even want to sure, say sure. it's BLM riots. The right. same way I don't want to say this is the Trump protests. Mm-hmm. These are people who were part of the, the, the protest that went and did something really dark. Yeah. But why is it not equal? Uh, well, because I guess on, a, on a personal level, you and Brian are, are actually friends. We are friends. I think I, you're my friend. Our, our conversation this morning was really nice. It was nice. We, and, and he didn't say we're friends, but he said it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. But, but you guys have like very different positions. It's somewhat, yeah. Somewhat. We have less different positions privately, probably. Yeah. I'm more publicly. Um, you just you're love. You're Maverick. What? <laughs> Maverick? <laughs> I like challenging it because I I don't I don't I don't agree with the same way I don't agree with people who follow like like slanderous Instagrams that bash anything from celebrities to churches to rumor mills to anything yeah. I don't I don't agree with that like I don't agree with people just just going with the herd on like anything yeah I just like, think they, challenge like that yeah, is think freely yeah. challenge everything like oh, challenge, question everything that that is that is maybe that's the third rule of law. Well, I, you have a sort of a, um, a a very anarchist kind of perspective in terms of... No, I disagree. Not anarchy at all. Let finish. Anarchy. What? Finish, but no anarchy. Because <laughs> it's why I don't like Sean King. It's why I don't oh, yeah, like Sean yeah, King, no, no, it no. feels anarchy, and yeah. I don't like that. Oh, yeah. Let me... We probably shouldn't name people. No, no, no. No, no. I think it's huge. I like Sean King personally because I've yeah. met him and he's like a lovely human being. Mm-hmm. I do not I do not agree with the way he positions and postures things. Doesn't mean I disagree with the fact that he posts it. I don't like that it's always negative. Mm-hmm. And all like I feel like that's really detrimental to a lot of young people's perception. Yeah. It's why like on Mosaic we were we're so hope based. Yeah. And I, I didn't actually mean anarchist. I meant contrarian. That, For me, contrarian, yeah, yeah. Yes, he's very, Aaron's very contrarian. He, he, when you're always surrounded by people who are liberals, you feel like they've all swallowed the pill and they don't ever disagree with each other. Yes. Whenever you're around a bunch of conservatives, you suddenly become a liberal. Oh, <laughs> I will never be. I, I sat at a very, yeah, I sat at a very, very like wealthy man's dinner table 10 years ago when Obama, President Obama, former President Obama was being elected for the first time. Mm -hmm. And who was he running against the first time? Was it McCain? Yeah, John McCain. Yeah. And I remember, because I came came back to your house the next day, I think, and I I, I called you, and we're at dinner, we're at big family dinner. We're like friends. I didn't realize they were all Republicans. I'm stupid. We're in Orange County. And, and they're all billionaires and I'm like friends with the kids. And so I'm hanging out and they're like, Aaron, who do you think will win? And I was like, is that really a question? <laughs> 
and I get kicked under the table by both the mom and my friend. It's like, shut your mouth. And I'm like, but before I, I was like, no, there's no question. Like President Obama is going to landslide this thing. <laughs> and it so like, you know, I, I've always been against the grain in that regard. Yeah, you just don't like feeling like you're being forced to not think, but to hold a certain position. Right. And, and which I think is really, really important for I all of us. I dislike when people tell me how I have to think. Mm -hmm. And that's your fault. Yeah, but I feel like a part of the reason you voted the way you did was because you didn't want to conform to the pressure of L.A. Yes, yes, because I think L.A. <laughs> has, a, has a narrative of being wildly fake and an, impo an entire imposture culture hmm. that, one, like, you can't make mistakes and you also can't actually say what you really believe in without being you know, railroaded or blacklisted, blacklisted, mm -hmm. um, canceled, me too, anything. And I like, I just don't like everyone has made mistakes. And if our, if our, in our human nature, we are, we cannot become the witch hunters mm -hmm. for every person that's made a mistake. We have to be the people who go like, we have to be the rehabilitators going like, if, if like we have to help people get better or humankind will not get better. Yeah. Things that are, that are heavy will get heavier because people will carry them without talking about them because they'll feel like the world is a place they can never be open about the things mm -hmm. that they're actually struggling with. Yeah, I think that we make enough mistakes without having other people impugn motivation and intent that wasn't ours. Right. And so, so wait, I, I want you to walk yeah. us through why, because I think a lot of people on the right mm -hmm. are going, well, look at what BLM did. Yeah. They burned, I, I've said this, they've, they've burned, and I don't think BLM, so I'm, I'm like, I'm being very like loose, so mm -hmm. don't at me with the specifics, get the overall idea. I think people on the right will go, well, look at what BLM did. They burned every store in every city in America, and that's an over-exaggeration. But like major mm -hmm. cities were on fire for a great part of right. this year because of protests. And really, like I lived in downtown LA, I saw the difference. Mm -hmm. Like, Kids were at the daytime protests, very peaceful, very family. Like that was American mm -hmm. protest, something they were pulling permits organization. It was very organized, you know? Yeah. Then you could, I could see it because I would watch outside my door. You could see the people who would come at night and they weren't there all day. They'd come at when the sun set and they would just loot everything. Mm -hmm. But you have to see that, that on the right, there's this similar thing. So like, but, but people on the right would go like, well, look at what BLM did to our country. And then now the people on the left are going, well, look at, look at this. This is, this is different. Mm -hmm. And you made a really great point off camera. Talk to me about the difference in the value and its importance. Like why rushing the capital is a, a, a far greater mistake yeah. or error. Yeah. And again, like I, we want to fundamentally say we condemn all violence. Yes, you absolutely. Know, that, all violence, all racism. And by the way, if you have a great idea, you do not need violence for that idea to win. The reason you resort yeah. to destruction and looting, the reason you dis, you dis, you resort um, to the lowest level of human action is because your idea didn't have the merit that you thought it did. So how you lose matters. Yeah, it does. And in the battle of ideas, it, it's just like, you, you know, you watch when, it's interesting, like with kids, like I'm a second child, so my brother was older and he was stronger and faster and he would beat me up, as every older brother should. 
<laughs> you get as brothers should fight. You get stronger. And I think a lot of times younger brothers become um, quippier, wittier, tougher sometimes. Um, yeah. And and so I knew I could attack with words. Since I couldn't, I couldn't attack him physically. I could attack him verbally. Right. And uh, so I learned the power of ideas <laughs> and, and the power of language. Right. And so when I see someone destroying a building, I realize, oh, that's how weak their ideas are, because um, they're now resorting to force. I felt the same way with the riots over the year, and that's why. I refused to let the important ideas of racial justice and um, even the, the conversations around around white privilege and um, and a, his, a history of of inequity. I refused to allow in our conversation for the riots and the looting and the destruction to become the definitive descriptive of those ideas. The ideas are important. The people doing those things. They, they're not the ones carrying the good ideas. They're not the ones fighting for what's true and valuable. And I'd say the same thing with what happened at the Capitol. I don't know who those people are who rushed the Capitol. I think they were already intending to be violent before they got there. That's my assessment. Yeah. I, yeah, um, yeah. It seems to me that some of the, the, the chatter on social media is it what, what's it, QAcon? QAnon, QAnon. That's that's how connected I am to no, QAnon. Fringe to fringe blogs. Yeah, okay, yeah. so everybody now knows I've never been on that site. And, uh, Between January first and the sixth, there were over fourteen hundred posts from QAnon accounts that contained violent terms or threats. All right. So, whatever QAnon is and whatever their agenda is, they probably have more to do with what happened on January sixth than. Um, than even what um, President Trump failed to do, right. and um, and so, I, but I I want us to also give enough respect to say there are people who who have really important concerns who are not Democrats who are Republicans, and please do not do what many people on the right wanted to do to the people on the left by saying, okay, everyone on the right is this racist, white supremacist, law-breaking writer. And the reason I said this, maybe this was more significant than any of the riots across America yeah. is, and, I, and I'm going to use a very harsh example. Um, if an everyday person is shot and killed by an extremist, yeah. um, that's murder. Right. But when you kill a president, you've done more than kill an individual. You've attacked the spokesperson, the symbol of American democracy and freedom. And if it's, it's illegal and wrong to destroy a, a Gucci store. And, and, and people should be prosecuted. They should not have been allowed to destroy or destroy a mom and pop restaurant or destroy um, a struggling uh, family owned business in, in an impoverished area because you're taking advantage right. of legitimate protests and concerns. Yeah. And, in, and, and in the same way, um, you cannot put everyone in the same category because the people who, who attacked the electoral process they were doing something far more significant 
than destroying a restaurant or even a family-owned business, which I think is horrific yeah. because it, it's an attack on democracy. It's an attack on the peaceful transition of power. It goes beyond breaking a window. And, and so for everyone who's listening to us that's on the right that's saying, well, isn't this the same? My answer is no, it's not the same. And, but I will say that we have become a culture of violence and that if we allow the extreme left and the extreme right to define our future, then this is the future we're going to live with. If we don't find a way to come together and begin to have meaningful conversations across the aisle, this is not going to be an aberrant situation. This is going to be the future of America. And, and, and that's why we cannot demonize each other. That's why when that person sends you a tweet, well, how do you feel about voting for Trump now? Well, I don't go on Twitter because I think Twitter's trash, okay, whatever but I go is. on Instagram and, and, it's, um, and it was like a comment on bad already. Right. See, the more important questions are, hey, can you help me understand yeah. why you did that? Or, or can we have a conversation about our different policies or different views of, of what's important in culture or for the future of our economic stability as a nation? We have to stop trying to demonize everyone who's on the other side. Yeah. And, um, and so I do think that what happened on January 6th is historic in the most ominous of ways. Right. And a part of what makes, of all the problems with this nation, wow. And if, you know, uh, of all the problems in our nation, let's just acknowledge that it's a nation of humans, so we've done a lot of things wrong. Yeah. One of the things that actually allows us to keep getting better is the peaceful transition of power. So interesting. And no, no, no. Hold on. I no, want to talk. Okay. I, want to, I want to. I want to respond. So, so I want to have a conversation about is it anti-American? Like what? Because because we were arguing, and we're allowed to argue. We kind of like allowed this space for our space for us to argue. Yeah. Because in the mosaic space, you are so clearly my spiritual leader, my boss, my father, so many <laughs> levels. So there's not really a lot of arguing. I can like, hey, I, maybe, you know, yeah. if we're, it's in the right setting, I'll be like, yeah. you're not like an absolute, you're not a supreme ruler. Like you don't, you don't <laughs> act like that. So like it's, you leave like a pretty open, like, hey, if you disagree, like say it. And like, if you have a better mm -hmm. idea, let's talk about it. And yeah. So, but like in this space, we, we argue to kind of have the debate side of things. But what, what I mean is this. I do not, I do not think, I think we're, it's a new conversation of what is to be anti-American because I think we have a country that is anti-American right now. We, yes, we have a democratic state. We have a democratic nation that we vote. Mm -hmm. But like my thing with, with Trump saying that it was, or President Trump saying um, that it was, um, that it was a landslide election that was stolen from him. We were arguing about, is that an anti-presidential statement to make? And I was arguing, saying, like, if freedom of speech is real, you can say whatever he wants. You know, and you're saying, no, but the president should not be saying that. Right, because but should you, not is different than cannot. Because you have certain responsibilities with the role that you've been entrusted with. Right. <laughs> no, I agree. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. But but I but I was we I was kind of combating this idea that the media implied, I think overly applied, I think. I think crossed the the boundaries, crossed the line of implication. I don't think the media needs to, should be something that implies intent. 
I think the media has lost the fact that it just doesn't talk about facts ever. Or has like, an, like the media does not have an intelligent conversation. It is a one-sided conversation about every singular thing, right? No? Yeah, no. I mean, the era of any pretense of journalism is gone. Everything is commentary, but you have to accept it as commentary and then pay attention to the commentary. Yeah, so when people read the newspaper, though, and see it as fact, right. it isn't the same anymore. Right, but it's true on every side. The people who watch MSNBC think it's fact. The people who watch Fox think it's fact. The people who watch... Uh, CNN thinks it's a fact. And what is the one? Newsmax? Newsmax. Good Lord. And the people who watch Newsmax. Where is that? I have never I found know. it. <laughs> I've never found it. I don't have TV. I have, don't have TV of the internet. So they, and they, they are convinced it's facts too. And 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 the problem is that... Um, <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and, and the reality is that all facts are interpreted through perception. Right. And... You have to pay attention to that. And that's why you should not only listen to one source of information. Right. You need to pay attention and, and force yourself to hear from multiple sources, even if you disagree with them. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I think that the, the dilemma is I, I expect more from myself because of the role that I have in life. Mm-hmm. And in the Bible, Paul says, everything is permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And so when you talk about freedom of speech, yes, conceptually, freedom of speech is the right to say whatever you want. But if you accept a level of responsibility, of influence, of leadership, of authority, to me, then you have to also understand the importance of everything is permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And your job is not to do what's best for you. Your job is to do what's best for the whole. Right. And, I, and so regardless of what his intent was or what he did or did not say, what President Trump didn't do that he could have done right. is he could have risen above the disappointment of the loss and moved all the people who were faithful followers of his presidency to a respectful transition of power, and then said, hey, we're going to come back, we're going to fight for our ideas for the next four years, and, uh, and if our ideas are better, we'll win. And he didn't it would, do that. It could have been the greatest, it would have been cinematic. <laughs> like, I lost, I'll see you in four years. Like, the challenge is accepted. I'm going to go get better and get stronger and, 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 and figure and actually control my, you know, the things I say on Twitter and like, let's actually like, let's make this, let's make this the greatest presidential battle in four years. Right. Mm -hmm. But it just, and that's where I do agree with you completely entirely that, that that's what's, that's what's completely against the offices of the president. Like those Mm -hmm. actions are, are anti-presidential. In that way, it's an embarrassing thing. Um, I also don't agree with so much that happens on the other side. So, like, but you know, like, I don't <laughs> think President Obama should ever comment on a on a president. So, like, as I like, I'm a big fan of President Obama, but the fact that he's made comments about Trump, I really do not think that's appropriate either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, you really want to get into President Obama's last year of being a president, like. You could, he's the closest thing we've had to like policy wise, and to be very careful, do not quote me on this, the closest thing we've had to like a 
a policy dictator. Well, he used executive order at a really extreme level. Yeah, not as much as FDR. Who used it like it was <laughs> like his, his six, personal I toy. Like, <laughs> I think he averaged like one a week Yeah, for 12 years. Yeah. Or 10 a week for 12 years, like something crazy. But President Obama has one of the highest numbers in the last 30 years. Right. Yeah. I. Does that make you nervous that I said that? No, 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 no. What, what I think is important is to realize that, wow, this sounds like such an old school conversation. I'm going to say this. Interesting. Character matters more than policy. Mm. Because the policies you hold to before you become president, the world changes when you become president. President Obama said he was going to close Guantanamo, but when he became president, he never did in eight years. Right. Because I, and I see, I don't hold that against him no, as, I, in terms I, of character. I think that he didn't know certain things before he became president. Yeah. And then he learned certain things after he became president. And so I think a lot of times you, you, um, you hold the position as a candidate, and then when you become president, you get you get a different landscape we t- of we t- the world. We talked about this. I know yeah. you're not done, but I just want yeah. like I know we talked mm-hmm. about this a bit on the McManus show on Hillsong yeah. Channel, like the show that I think mm-hmm. is releasing um, on. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's releasing on Saturday. I'm not sure because we, we shoot a few of them at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked about that. Like no one has, unless you've been the president before. Yeah. Like not even President Joe Biden has ever woken up and been like, "I'm the president." Like there's still a learning, massive learning curve to yeah. like all of the things you become aware uh, aware of, all the things you're, you're you're understanding, and so like day one is different than than the day before. It, it is as it the is. president of the free world, yeah. right? And, and whether you agree with it or not, I'm I the mean, leader be, of the free be, world. Be, yeah, before he became president, President Obama was stated uh, against same-sex marriage, and then after he became president, he uh, advocated and actually became the president that made that law. Yeah, and. And I'm only saying that to say every president has certain views before they're president. And it, yeah. And, and then as they lead, um, they come either to a different conclusion or a different perspective. I don't think it's all manipulation. I don't think they all were lying and then suddenly um, yeah, you I, saw their true self later. I, I, I think it's nefarious. The, I, I think the reality is that being president is really difficult. And that's why yes. um, character is more important than policy. And... Um, and wherever you are on the spectrum of things, I do think history will show that President Trump, um, not centered, and uh, no, I think <laughs> low character. He was he's a low character president. I, I'm trying to Wait. be careful in what I say, but no, because I think you know. Look, yeah, but but yeah, I, I I and I see this is where I find it to be astonishing that evangelical Christians were so supportive of President Trump when historically they always said that they believed character mattered most, and then with President Trump, character mattered least, policy mattered most. Yeah, and and you know, but but Christians are the biggest hypocrites on the planet. Me being Exhibit A, like, you know, like an imperfect, completely broken, things that I've made so many mistakes and I'm trying to fight back from. Mm-hmm. But we're a culture that believes you can change. Yeah. You know, like you're not you're not who you were. And, and, and I do think, though, that evangelical, the evangelical right is like very fluid on what they'll accept. My, my, yeah, and my whole point of this is that I think what you're seeing in the crisis of these last moments is the, inst- is the instability of an ungrounded character. It's right. not about policy. It's right. not about positions. It's not about being a Democrat You're saying or this Republican. Is like how you lose is really how your character is showing how you lose or how you win. One of the best ways to know who you are is when you fail, when you lose, when you don't get what you want. Lose well. And yeah, lose with honor. That's and why in chess you shake their hand when you lose. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and it's also why you drop your king, because to learn how to lose with honor is... Yeah. Um, is a part of the dignity of becoming a mature human being. Yeah. And 
and and and so I say so character gives you the stability for crisis. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're going to see, and this is true in life. And then as you become more a person of character, you you give up the rights that you don't have to give up because everything's permissible, but not everything is beneficial. I, I do. Right. I agree with everything you're saying. I do think, though, that we become a culture that is like, if there's ever been a character flaw ever, we're going to catch it, publicize it, and destroy it. And I don't understand, like... It is that it is that 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 moment in the Bible where it says like you, those who are sinless should throw the first stone, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and and it's it's those are those moments like I there's so many wrongs that we see, but I don't use the pla- like our I hope I don't use the platform or our platform or any platform that we build to attack anyone else. Mm-hmm. When I say Trump has like a low character thing, like no, like I still voted for the the guy. Because I've agreed with some stuff and I disagree with some stuff. If, mm-hmm. if we were in the room, I would I would go like, "Hey, I've been critical, but like I want to understand." If I was mm-hmm. in the room with anyone, I'd be like that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I don't. I, what I'm scared about is that the media, social media, blogs, this anonymous world where we attack each other. Mm-hmm. Like I don't agree with QAnon. I don't agree with the way Julian Assange did WikiLeaks. Like except for the fact that he owned it and said, <laughs> "I did it." Like. <laughs> I don't agree with anonymous anything. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not a fan of like whistleblower culture of this thing of like we're going to destroy this person without saying anything of fact or of detail. Yeah, like I, I wish there could be an end to all anonymous accusations and attacks in the world. Right, because so, it, in social media um because on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make a better world. It doesn't make a better world. So I'm like, for every person who's like trying so hard to just prove how awful President Trump is, stop. Stop wasting your breath. You're just making him more famous. <laughs> stop. And for every person who just, you know, cannot sit still and like not bash President Joe Biden, like just stop. You have better things in this world. Like social media has become this opinion dump. Mm-hmm. Of like, it's a wasteland of like stuff you're trying to sell or opinions you're trying to slew. Like, like it has just become this thing that like, that, that you, there's nothing pure in the world anymore when it's connected to social media. Mm-hmm. And it's this like, it's a continual cycle of spinning, whether it's your personal opinion or like judgments. And, and it's like, I, I call out the person by name personally. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, before you go to the media or Instagram, and say who you are, and say who yeah. you are, yeah, and have a conversation, and 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 go and go from there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm kind of curious because um, if I remember correctly, the week Donald Trump was elected president, we had protests all across America. Right? There was just like hundreds of thousands of, of, of I think it was mostly like women's marches, right? Yes. Across America, so. He never had a day where the nation as a whole said your presidency was legitimate. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't you say that's accurate, Brian? I mean, he had a peaceful transition of power, but I would like the general sentiment is like the trending hashtag when he was elected was not my president. Right, not my president. And before he was actually even inaugurated, um, the Russia scandal mm-hmm. already began. Yeah. And before he was actually nominated, the impeachment conversations already began. So we have to realize that we are accumulating momentum. Yeah. That it, it didn't just start on January 6th. Mm-hmm. That 
we've been delegitimizing each other for a long time. Which takes me back to what an incredible human being Al Gore is. He just was like, I'm going to go do uh, an inconvenient truth just, and be I'm, successful. I'm just going to go do something that matters to me and, and try to change the world change the world and save the planet. And so I, so I want to give a shout out to um, Al Gore. Oh, incredible. Uh, having to wait for the Supreme Court to decide 4-3 that he was not going to be the next president and to handle that with the level of dignity and honor. And uh, may more uh, of you rise up on yes. both the Democrat and Republican side. Yes. Yeah. And like to every person who's like backing their candidates so hard, both candidates are pretty average. Like both both parties need to do better. Yeah. Like like in, like so much better. Like, yeah. It, it concerns me that we're still nominating average people. elderly white men. Yeah. To lead our country, I, I do think that I, I, it's not that you can't be white and be a great leader, and it's not that you can't be a white man and not be a great leader. We have to like stop saying that that every white man is bad. I'm just saying that both the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, I hope, do better at um, elevating uh, the the best minds, the best leaders, the best people. That um, my goodness, I hope the Republican Party can finally become more racially diverse. Yeah. And as a Latino, as an immigrant from El Salvador, um, I would love to see more people who have my background and um, are like me to be represented on a national level. Yeah. Hey, let's get past this moment. Let's become the people of peace. Let's not demonize each other. Yeah. Let's, let's not throw everyone on the right under the bus of those people who... Um, deserve to go to prison for what they've done. And let's make sure we don't throw everyone to the left under those who have destroyed cities across America. Let's recognize that most of us are actually um, trying to be the best version of ourselves, trying to make the world better. And if we knew each other, we would share a great meal and enjoy life together. Yeah, I agree. And I think we should wrap this up and, and say thank you to every single person. I want to say thank you to every person that supports the podcast not just financially. We we have a hundred support, almost a hundred supporters on Anchor. Who, I have people DMing saying, "I want to get more money. Please make that possible." I know. I'm trying to figure that, it that out. That really happens. I'm trying to in figure it out. I, I was talking to. I was talking to. It's crazy because we did the minimalist podcast, and yeah. you're on a new. You're wait. Hold on. Let me let me do the thank you because we go to for the thank you to every single person who supports this podcast financially or just like with your words on Instagram with support and emails because this week we've been criticized so much like the last two months with starting McManus with doing church with doing McManus the show on Hillsong Channel like everything we do the last two months it seems like we're just getting criticized everywhere everywhere and you know what like someone spoke something really good into our lives and said why don't don't focus on the trolls don't give the trolls air give the people who encourage you air so like every single person who 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 supports us writes an email dms repost mentions us like thank you so much thank you so much for doing it because on the days where it sucks like like your voice and your words really matter and really mean a lot so i want to say thank you and one of the things i see so much on battle ready is um hey when are you guys gonna drop some more merch are you actually dropping merch we're gonna do it tomorrow or today yeah. today we're gonna do it today what are you dropping i don't know i have a design 
It's a long sleeve. I'm going to show it to you afterwards or like soon and see what you think. But we're going to do more drops, but like more like single things. It's like one shirt and drop. I mean, one of the ways you can support the podcast is to pick up the merch. Yeah. It makes you a a walking advertisement. Yes. And... (laughs) Yeah, and um, and And you you did. You were on a new Netflix special. Yes, it's a movie. It's the second installment of The Minimalist. Yeah, it's called Less Is Now. Less Is Now, and we love those guys. They are the most amazing, amazing guys. I was texting with Josh this week, and and, yeah, and he was just—he's always so supportive of us Mm -hmm. and so kind. Well, their first documentary, I think, had over 20 million views on Netflix. Yeah. And then this time, Netflix actually picked up the documentary. Yeah. And they asked me to be a part of it, and I didn't end up on the editing room floor. So I'm really excited that I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really amazing. And people like the the, the, the support has been nonstop, which is yeah. really cool. And um, and we really love those guys. And they were kind of helping like from afar. I, I'm a patron, so I'm a part of – they do a thing called Patreon which is like how you can support. So we're looking at like maybe doing a Patreon thing, obviously like keeping like probably one of the podcasts a week for free. Mm -hmm. And then what they do is they like go in interviews and they do like even more stuff and they put that on Patreon and they just Mm -hmm. do more behind the scenes stuff. So I I supported them this week. I signed up and I I basically pay a few dollars per episode. So for everyone who's listening, go watch the Netflix uh, film on... um, Minimalist. The Minimalist uh, Less is Now. Yeah, and it dropped on January. So there's two and then there's one that dropped January 1st. So that's the one one that's the new one. Watch them both. Watch them both. But if you want to see the new one, see the new one. Yeah. So anyways, and um, um, we love you guys. We're so grateful. You can rate and review this podcast on iTunes. You can listen to it on Spotify and on and watch it on YouTube. Um, we are so grateful for every person that chooses to do so. Every person who disagrees with us, we you give you the permission to disagree. Um, but let's change the culture. Let's change. Let's change all of the culture. Let's just never be a people that bashes other people. Let's be a people who supports, who criticizes with a, like a beauty and an elegance and a kindness. And um and and that's it. That's it for today. All right. Hey, love you, buddy. All right, love you too. Bye.